This is the 911 Calls Podcast with the operator and his trusty junior assistant, Mr. Luna. Where's the lady with the gun? Uh, coming out of this on the street right now. Oh, hey, Luna. Oh, hey. How's it going? It's good. It's good. Good. I have people working on my house right now, so maybe not the most opportune time for you to call me, but or for me to have accepted the call. But we'll uh, we'll go for it. Yeah. Well, I I personally do not have any like house help or any kind of you know slaveries. So they all talk like you. There, I got Oompa Loompas working on the house. That's crazy. Yeah. Orange. They're quick. Little. Orange. Well, the good ones from the first uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Not those. Not those uh, guys from. From the remake with uh, Johnny Depp. Yeah. These are originals. Oh, the originals. They're old by now, so they're probably like, what, like 80, 90-year-old little people? Oh, no, they're dead. Oh. They're dead by now. Yeah. Hey, um, got a question for you. Do you remember when we all mm-hmm. thought that uh, 2016 was the worst year ever? <laughs> I do. Yeah, like Harambe. Uh, yeah. And uh, everyone was, like, the, those killer clowns were running around scaring people. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was rough. That was terrible. Uh, what was it? Uh, Carrie Fisher died and Reddit thought their mom died. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that, that was a rough time, 2016. Well, she gave us so much in 1976. And then she showed up again in like 2016 for a minute and then she was dead. I don't know what she was doing in between like nine, the late 70s, early 80s and uh, the 2016. Drugs. Drugs. Yeah. Drugs. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she was still yeah. contributing to the economy. I'm a fan. I mean, I thought she was really entertaining and all that, but it's funny how we idolize certain people and it was like, the, the world seems like it's coming to an end when a celebrity dies. Uh, for example, remember when Brad Pitt and, and uh, Jennifer Aniston broke up? Yeah. And like, I think it was 2004. I was working with a woman and she said to me that morning, she was like kind of teared up. She's like, did you hear? I'm like, no. <laughs> hear what? It's like, Brad and Jen split up. If they can't make it, who can? <laughs> I guess they were a couple before, like, they had those, like, hybrid names. Benifer or... Benifer or Brangelina. Brad and Angelina, that was Brangelina. Yeah. But theirs would have been, like, Brennifer or Jad. Nah, doesn't work. Nah. Jad broke up. During that time in 2016, I remember seeing an election bumper sticker that was all red, white, and blue, and all official-looking, but it just said... Giant Meteor 2016. Like, <laughs> like that's what they wish would win the election. Yeah. That kind of that kind of conversation always makes me laugh because I mean, I don't know history that well, but I know a little bit. I know that I think it was in 2018, there was a core sample done and they figured out that the year 536 536 was was the worst year. Really? Uh on uh, from what we can recall. I mean, I'm sure when the dinosaurs would have something to say about that. But like <laughs> five 536 there was a volcanic eruption in Iceland and back then we didn't have cell phones or the internet so they just thought that God was like forget about it and pulled the cover over top of us and for 18 months there was like there was a cloud over the over Europe and and uh, it was snowing in China on uh, in the summertime and there was a big famine and then the bubonic plague hit that happened yeah 
Yeah, and here we are wearing. I'm wearing my girlfriend's panties to the grocery store to buy like a can of beans, and I'm like, "This is the worst year ever." <laughs> She's telling me on this on my cell phone what she wants. Everybody's like, "This is the worst year ever," as they add stuff to their Amazon shopping cart. <laughs> right? Yeah, as the as the government doles out a check for to them. Another twelve hundred. This is the worst. Yeah. Well, good things uh, that everything's returned to normal since 2016. So yeah, yeah, it's smooth sailing now. For sure. Hey, got another question for you. Do you um, do you have anyone in your life that is really protective of you? Uh, my my uh, fiance is for sure. Uh. Yeah, she is. I think if anybody see, I do the podcasting thing, as you know. I don't know if I told you that. What? And they <laughs> yeah, and uh, people around where I am, they wonder what I do because most men out here they they work in a factory or they they work on houses like the guys outside are doing right now they they fix things they they have real jobs and for me i'm at home taking care of the kids and i'm out here in the garage doing god knows what so she's very protective over me when it comes to that sticking up for me if somebody insinuates that i'm a lame duck mm. which i'm not nah i make more money than she does yeah heck yeah Right? Yeah. You make you make more money than 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 your your uh, your wife does too, right? She has her own business, uh, cleaning business, and she's got like fifteen slaves that work for her. But no, yeah, I think I do. I make I make a little over five hundred dollars a month. Yeah, that's what I give you. Yeah, yeah. She's she's protected over me when it when it comes to that stuff, and it's nice to have somebody who uh, has your back. You see, you say that you don't care what other people think. Until you start to become, you know, honest with yourself. Everybody cares what someone else thinks about them. It's just in our in our DNA. I think we're drawn to people that are genuine. Whether you're genuinely evil or genuinely good, it's a sign that you seem to understand something about yourself. And I think we're drawn to that, you know. Sure. And those people have less of a problem with what other people think of them, I guess. Right. Right. And I think kind of what you're saying too is if you if you know that you're doing all the right things, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. But but if you're not doing those things and they're judging you based on something that is actual fact, like if you are a piece of shit, if, if you are like sitting around just drinking all day and not paying your bills and doing whatever, yeah. you can't. You can say, I don't care what anybody thinks, but it's like the only way to truly not care what anybody thinks is if, if you respect yourself. Yeah. Otherwise, it stings. Otherwise, it stings. <laughs> Truth hurts. Yeah. Like that guy is wearing the same pants every single day and everybody's <laughs> calling you stinky. You're like, I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm going to wear these pants forever <laughs> yeah like you should probably start caring what other people think yeah you should one time when my brother and i were little maybe i was like maybe nine or so we went to this model train expo in our town and we were really into model trains at the time and my mom and dad let us both get a one of those train conductor hats you know <laughs> cool yeah well we thought it was cool then and so we get our train conductor hats and we head to the you're still wearing it yeah well it still fits that's, <laughs> that's why they call me old stinky train head but i don't care what people think i was wondering why they called you the fat conductor or yeah, whatever right. remember uh, sir topham hat from, <laughs> from thomas they called him the fat conductor for, for a while they had to change that i think when we first started this there were a couple people that called me the conductor i was like ah it doesn't quite have the same ring to it no. yeah yeah so we got our hats and we headed uh, to the line to check out we're all standing there in the line when we realized that my brother he was probably only like seven at the time he had mistakenly got in line in front of some other people that were in front of us and then the lady that he cut in front of looked down and saw him standing there and she says under her breath oh some people's children. <laughs> and uh, the next thing I know, 
my dad has my mom almost in like a full Nelson. Wow. And he's trying to stop her from giving that lady a total beatdown. I mean, she was livid. My mom just went red eyes, you know, just oof. A full Nelson is a pretty aggressive move for your dad to slap that on her, right? Yeah, she, well, she was full body going for this lady. She was lunging. She was, she was going to attack her. It was pretty. I picture him riding her back too with that full <laughs> Nelson slapped on. Cross-faced chicken wing don't matter. Still going for the ride. It was a sight to see. Backpacking. Yeah, somehow we left with those engineer hats, but I don't recall staying in line very much longer, but they were cool hats. Yeah, still a cool hat. <laughs> Thanks. Still a cool hat, huh? There was another time when I was only seven or so, and my mom, she was like startled awake in the middle of the night. Uh, she heard like scratching on the roof outside. Mm -hmm. So she got up and looked outside to see some kids that were stealing our Christmas lights off of our house. So she like brambled out of bed and scuffled down the hall, half awake and out the front door and yelled. And I quote, she said, Scrawl eggs batter and nuclear muffin stuffer. Wow. That's a hell of a quote. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> but uh, I'm not quite sure that's what she meant, but it, it worked. And you know, those kids, they never came by our house again. I think they might have moved after that. Like, I remember my grandmother saw a kid spitting another kid when we were, we were at like a stop sign. And she, she just got out of the car and went and started smacking the kid really? up. She was like 65 years old at the time. We were like, wow. <laughs> And I, and I held on to that. I was like, you just don't put up with it. When you see something, you do something about it, you know? I'm trying to remember something about my mom here, and it's, it's, it's coming to me. It was When I was a kid, she was a single mother for a few years there, and uh, she drove a school bus. So we'd be, she would drive to work, and we'd have to get up early and, and be on the bus with all the kids before we went to school, too. And we're driving in this shitty red car, and the car breaks down like in the snow, and it swerves off the road, right? And we're, we're just sitting there, uh -huh. and it's snowing. And I remember my brother or my, me, one of us said, like, Mom, are we poor? <laughs> and Mom goes, we're below the poverty line. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> like she was like, yeah, just imagine. Now we're below. Yeah. <laughs> like everything just went wrong. And then your kids come to the realization right then that you're poor and you got to yeah. keep it together. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't get the hint until then about how poor we were, but we're, she just didn't have the patience like the, to try to razzle-dazzle and make us feel good. No, we're, right now we're below the poverty line. Yeah, we're, we're, we're worse than poor. And um, We just hit it, kids. Yeah. yeah. Did you not notice at Christmas, like, the turkey shows up in the, in the morning and it's got a Salvation Army tag in the front of it? We're poor. Oh, man. Anyway, it got better. Bless it our mom's better. hearts. Ah, oh, bless him. Yeah, bless him. Anyway, well, today's call takes place back in the year 2016, actually. And for this family, it turned out to be a really, really, really bad year. So here's a little backstory for you. This family, they lived in Texas. It was actually the dad's birthday one day in the year. <laughs> right. The mom got the dad herself and uh, two of their daughters together that day for what she called a quote-unquote meeting. Being the dad, he probably thought, oh, snap, my wife's throwing me a surprise party. <laughs> I think that's how he'd say it down in Texas. Okay. But the uh, the meeting had an unexpected twist. It ended up with a, well, a call to 911. Actually, three calls to 911. So, uh... Want to hear the first two? Yeah, I think everybody does. Let's right. do it. Uh, okay, here we go. I didn't say ready to hit play. <laughs> no, 
Oh, well. What are you going to do? Yeah, I'm going to skip it this time. Yeah. I'm not going to say, are you ready for me to hit play this time? I'm not going to say it. Okay? No? Nah. All right, we got to pay We got to pay the bills. Got to pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Did you get anything out of that? I thought I heard someone say, what song is it? Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was tough. Now, that was not actually ever said in the call, but I wouldn't be surprised if you got it mixed up because that call was absolute chaos. So I'll run through the timeline of the calls you just heard and kind of provide a play-by-play translation of what, what you heard. The first call, that was placed by one of the daughters, 17-year-old Madison Sheets. And it begins with her mother shouting, I told you. She says, before you hear a man's voice that shouts, please forgive me, I'm sorry. So that's Jason Sheets, the dad. 17-year-old Madison and 22-year-old Taylor Sheets are all heard frantically apologizing to Christy Sheets, who's the mom, and begging her to, quote, not shoot. Next you hear one of the girls say, wait, please don't shoot. And then, don't do it, please don't do it, says the other girl. Uh, after several more seconds of screaming and crying and you know pleading, you hear Jason Sheets say, I'll do anything you ask. And then he screams, please don't point the gun at us. A few moments later, he tells his wife, I promise you, whatever you want, I'll... And the call ends abruptly. So the next call that you heard, that was placed from Taylor's phone, and it captures basically the same moments, but is largely unintelligible, the whole thing. So I guess it did end up being a surprise on his birthday, but not one that, uh, you know, he expected. Well, yeah. Definition of a surprise, though, right? Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> well, like I said, there, there were three calls that day, though. So in addition to the two calls you just heard, placed by the daughters, the neighbor across the street called 911 when he heard the initial gunshots. But so unlike the uh, the other two calls, this one is a virtual play-by-play. It's it's right. pretty good. The neighbor maintained his anonymity through this case, so so I I couldn't find his name, but uh the dude dude's got the timeline going. Okay. That's it. You got more? Hugs everyone. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I got a, another call. This is this other call. You ready for me to uh, to hit play on that? So this is uh this is dovetailing off this is the same situation. Same incident, yes, but a call okay, from the neighbor now. All right, gotcha. So here we go. 
Do you please fire EMS? Uh, yes, uh, we need ambulance uh, right away. That's people. Two people believe uh, believe they're shot. Okay, stay on the line. <laughs> okay, you think they got shot? You say? Yes. Yes. Okay. There's a lady with a gun. There's a lady with a gun? Where? Yes. It's coming out of the house right now. Okay. People shot outside. Okay. People shot outside. Okay. Where is the lady with the gun? It's coming out of it's on the street right now. Is she still shooting? Uh, no, it's not shooting, but it's the, the gun in, here in her hand. I ran to the back of my house. Okay. Who? Do you know who the lady is? Uh, they're my neighbors. I don't Okay. And the people that she shot, are, are do you know them? Are like, no, ma'am. Okay. Are you, with the, are you with the patients right now? No, because the lady okay. with the gun what came out. Wearing? I had to run. Describe her for me. What is she wearing? What is she wearing? I'm sorry. Okay. What I had to run to the back. Okay, I understand. Uh, what is she me, Can you describe her for me? What is she white, black, Hispanic, or Asian? Uh, no, she's a... Uh, Caucasian. Okay. Uh, okay. What is she wearing? She's wearing a dress. What color dress? Yeah, uh, let me let me try to pick to the window. Sorry. Okay. Okay. No problem. Don't put yourself in danger though. But do you remember what co what color her dress was? She's wearing a uh, uh, purple dress. Purple dress. Yes. Okay. She's wearing a purple dress. She, she's on the. Is it long, short? What is she? She. Where are the patients? They're, the, they're in the street. They're in the middle of the street. Okay. I was long though. It's two people laying in the street? Two people, two ladies laying in the street. Two females? Okay. Yeah, two females. And there's a guy trying to help them. But the okay. lady is on, top, on the top of one of them with a gun on her hand. Okay, but the the sub the the suspect is on top of one of the females on the street. Yeah, she's 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 on the street, just standing up. She's standing over at one of the patients with the gun. Yes, yes. Okay. And uh, it looks like both of them are alive. Both of the child person, the okay. two ladies, they're they're both alive, but okay. And, you know, she tried to shout again. She's trying to shoot again on the top of her, but okay. apparently she don't have no more. Apparently she don't have any more bullets. Okay, yeah, I, I do too, sir. Just stay on the line. And let me know what you see. But okay. don't. I don't she's want going. To she's going inside. She's going inside the house now. Uh, hopefully, she's not getting any more bullets because she looks like she's going to look for more bullets. Okay. All right, stay on the line. And there's a. I don't know where the guy went, but apparently she's she's yelling at her. And okay. They're talking back Who and is forth. The, the, describe the guy. The guy is, a, is a also they're all uh, Caucasians. Okay. Okay, and so the okay. the two females and the male is Caucasian. Yes, all all, all four of them. Okay. And is the she, male also? She's coming back again. She's coming back again. With a, apparently, she has bullets now on her. On her. Okay, stay stay on the line. Oh, she shot her again. She shot her she again. She shot her again. Yes, from the back. She's trying to run. 
she shot she shot another the female again that was yes it was laying down on the floor okay. she shot her from the back okay stay on the line she shooting she, she, she again they're running uh, down the street are they on the side no bájate Adrián porque es más arriba más fácil que se vaya una bule porque te fuiste para allá vente para acá sir what do you see yes, what is she doing now Okay, sir. Yeah, make sure your family is is secure. Don't 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 let yes. anyone see you looking out the window. Okay? Can can anyone see you? Yes. Her address. No, that's, that's her address. Okay. I can hear. Her. I don't see them anymore. But okay. there's a bullet. I can I can hear bullets. And she's she's laying down on the floor now. The female that was shooting is laying down? Yes. Did she shoot herself? I don't know. I don't know. I I just see her down on the floor now, but I don't I don't know what happened. Because I had to want to uh, take okay. my son to safety. Okay. Okay. Did she shoot herself? Apparently she did. You think she shot herself? Apparently she shot herself. Yes. Okay. Then is she I don't, I don't see. I don't. She's moving. Yes. Okay. You know, it doesn't look like she's moving anymore. Okay. Okay, okay. sir. I'm so sorry you're saying this, okay. but just stay on the line. Okay. 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 Stay on the line, sir. Yes. Okay. What do you see now? Are the two are are the two females still laying in the street? Uh, I can't see them. Uh, I have to take my son to safety. Hold on a second, please. Okay. No problem. If you're if you if you have to take your family to safety, then don't worry about going back to the window. Ya está bien, ya ya ella ya se disparó la que estaba disparando. Okay, pero con cuidado, mencha, okay. Nosotros estamos bien. Okay, so do you happen to know the names of these people? Do you know your neighbors? Uh, no, I don't know their names or anything. Okay. Okay, preciosa. Vamos a ver, preciosa. Pero no te vayas para nunca, okay? Cuando vayas a hacer algo así. I'm sorry. I had to call my son because I, he's crying too. I'm, I'm so sorry you had to see that, sir. I'm, I'm so sorry you had to see that. Okay. They're on the way. Just let me know what you see. If you, if you see anything change, let me know. We have multiple deputies on the way, okay? Okay. Uh, she's laying down on, on the floor is still. She, is she still not moving? She's still not moving. Okay. Okay. Oh, man. I feel like I say that every time after a call. Just, oh, okay. Oh, man. It's just so hard. There's to... a spider on my microphone. Oh, my God. There's a spider on my microphone. Sorry. Did you get oh, him? Oh, he's getting away. He's getting away. <sighs> Did he get away? He got away. Yeah, he's shoot. probably in my pants. Yeah, great. Ah, well. Yeah, holy sheets. That was something else right there. Um, it always gets me when he said uh, she's wearing a purple dress, mm. right? Yeah. And she's got a gun and she's shooting people. To me, it's kind of, I always picture in those situations, like, well, if they show up and they, 
you know, he got it wrong. She's actually wearing a pink dress. Yeah. And they just walk past the lady with the gun in her hand, <laughs> shooting everyone. I'm looking for a lady in a pink dress. Or he's colorblind. Yeah. But on a, but on a more serious note, but on so more she just killed note. like her, her daughter. Yes. So Christy Sheets, she ended up killing both of her daughters. Two. Okay. Yeah. So after killing one daughter and shooting the other one once... She ran out of ammunition for her revolver, and so she went back into the house to reload. She came back out, and she proceeded to shoot her remaining daughter once in the back, killing her as well. Jason Sheets, the dad, he was uninjured and made his way to the end of the street during the shooting. Shortly after the final shot, police arrived and held her at gunpoint. She didn't cooperate at all with any commands to, like, drop her firearm or anything like that. And so the police ended up firing on her, killing her. Mm. Uh, Wrecked her dress. Yeah, he was he was saying during that call that he thought that she had shot herself, but obviously that was not the final outcome here. Yeah, what does is, what is purple and red make? Uh, Dead? <laughs> yeah, purple and red is a pretty nasty combination. Dead, yeah. I'd say. You see a holy purple dress, you probably did. Mm, well. Okay, well. Anyway, an explanation of um, the events leading up to the shooting was compiled by investigators after the incident. So, Christy, it seems, had called her family together for the meeting prior to the shooting to announce to their daughters that she and her husband were getting a divorce. Surprise. Yeah, surprise. The divorce was an unwelcomed event in Christy's life, possibly contributing to the reason why she chose to make the announcement to their children on uh, her husband's birthday. So, yeah. Pieces of the uh, the phone calls make more sense when you know about the impending divorce and her displeasure for her husband's choice to, uh, to file. You know, you can hear Jason several times pleading, apologizing, and stating that he'll do, you know, anything she wants if she just puts the gun down. <sighs> so, uh, Luna, what the... What does your gut tell you is the motive behind Christy killing her daughters, though? Payback. Not payback. Taking taking everything away from him because uh, she feels like her life has been taken away from her in some way. So she's going to clean the slate here. That's, that's my immediate gut reaction. Yeah. So Jason, the dad, claims that the motive for the shootings was to ensure that he just plain suffered. Got it. He had a really strong bond with his daughters and they had a mutually strong relationship with him so it makes me wonder if this was a distorted way of taking her daughters with her kind of away from the person who was hurting her the most like you said you know yeah even and not even taking them with her but taking them away from him yeah more so exactly thinking back to uh to really protective mothers you know yeah it's romantic really yeah it's uh it's a romeo and juliet all over again. The money goes on the Capulets. Yep. Yes, it is. It's exactly that up. We're on to it. Yep. It's a definitely a selfish act, no doubt. I wonder if she knew that she was going to commit suicide by cop and that uh, by taking the lives of her two children that they'd be with her in death and beyond, you know, kind of leaving him to ultimately be completely bereft of love, maybe, mm -hmm. and to have to live without anyone for the rest of his life and he just be in kind of total anguish. It's it's funny with these things like you like to, like a story to tie up in a nice little bow and be able to figure it out exactly. And the plan comes to be on the fly and it's just suddenly happening and and it's an, it's almost impossible to figure out exactly how something went down when that person themselves didn't even know how how it was going to play out yeah. too, right? It's kind of it snowballs. 
and all of a sudden you're in your friggin' purple dress uh, doing the safety dance on the lawn and shooting your daughters. Like, yeah, it, it just kind of rolls up. Rolls up. Kind of ties up a big scary bow for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm embarrassed to say, but as soon as I started reading about this case, one of the things I do is I kind of scramble as quickly as possible to see where the bookend, the other, the closing of the case is. You know, So one of the reflexes I have is to check like prison records to see if the person's incarcerated. Yep. And I did that obviously before I knew she was killed in the process. But man, I'll tell you, when it comes to researching a crime, this story can be pretty short and sweet if the sweet person dies, you know, in the process of doing all this. Cause there's, you know, there's there's no story to be had afterward. There's no there's no closure, uh, you know, any of that kind of stuff. It's just it's like they commit the crime, boom, they're dead, and everybody just kind of goes, Oh, well, guess we move on, right? Very disturbing. Yeah, there's nothing left. There's nothing to talk about. There's nobody to talk to about it. Yeah. You can't figure it out. It is it is the most disturbing style of crime when everybody gets wiped out like that it, I agree with you yes it's like the cruelest ending to let him live you know knowing full well he says that she never even tried to harm him at all so it mm. seems like that you know hurting him was her her main motive it's pretty crazy I'm sorry I gotta take back what I kind of just said there too I thought that he had died as well but no he didn't so he so he was left with all that pain yeah okay well mission accomplished mission so accomplished we that is a pretty sweet bow that she tied up on. Good job. Well, like like in a lot of these cases, um, Christy was also known to have suffered from some mental health issues leading up to this. Uh-huh. So in just four years, between 2012 and 2016, police responded to 14 calls to that house. Um, right. Three of those were for confirmed suicide attempts by Christy Sheets. One was for a possible suicide attempt by Christy. And one involved a verbal argument. There were also several calls responding to house alarms, but uh, you know those aren't yeah. quite as fun. What gets me about details like that is that there's there's a certain section of people who don't critically think very well or think things out. Is that they'll say, "We should have seen this coming." Yeah, you can't. You can never see it coming. There are shitty people everywhere. There there are warning signs in every person that you meet. Really, if you wanted to compare it to something else that that ended up. Uh, blossoming out of the the roots of what you what you're what you're seeing, you know, you can see somebody speak poorly to their child. That doesn't mean that they're gonna put them in the back of their car and uh, drown them in a lake. Yeah, you know, and it, you you just we don't we can't see the future yet. It is. It's very useless to try to kind of what if these types of situations away because they're very difficult. But I will say that one thing that can help mitigate is when you start seeing signs of mental illness in a loved one, getting treatment for that even incrementally can potentially prevent something that is really hard to predict, which is like this kind of event. Because mental illness, you know, you snap, you, you, you know, nobody knows when it's going to be the last straw. Yeah, right. And so, but say in a perfect world, you like 2020 vision, 2020 worst year ever right um you could go back and what would the remedy be to this uh don't divorce your wife yeah hang in there man because you you know yeah it's a hard one it was gonna happen it was gonna happen yeah and you know when when somebody wants to commit suicide if they're you know if they desire that enough i mean it's hard to uh, hard to talk them out of yeah man that's the scariest thing that's that's the hard truth is that you can't stop some this stuff crystal ball people you know people who are like you know the right person the right time had been talking to us talking about suicide 
um, like Ronnie McNutts, the guy who just blew his head off and everyone was sharing it on TikTok. Mm-hmm. He's got people calling him and, you know, whatever. It's, it, the, the right cocktails there. He's got drinks. He's got the wrong thing in his mind at one one any given time, and he blows his head off. And it's a long-term solution for a short-term problem. Yeah. And people tend to want to think that there there was a perfect solution for any particular problem, and sometimes there is zero solution. So, sometimes the the negative outweighs whatever positives could have possibly been put onto that to to, to cauterize it. Yeah. It just the world. It's a crazy world. You make a good point there. You know, I think about it. Uh, it that was the McNutt one that you mentioned. That was like a, the last minutes of his life were saturated with communication. Uh, and yeah. uh, well, he's on Facebook Live. Yeah. He's on Facebook Live communicating right. to people. Yeah. And obviously, at that point, everybody's sense of urgency is through the roof. But you know, you think about it, that maybe, you know, along with managing mental health uh communication is is a pretty good medicine for those that are suffering it can be hard you know it can be hard to uh, you know it's a draw on everyone when you're when you're dealing with someone that has emo- that is emotionally unstable or, or has difficulties uh but uh, you know yeah it's can't. a whole new conversation and we probably don't need to have it here but i mean there is a boy who cried wolf type yeah. type thing that happens with some of these people as well Sure, she's crazy all the time. Sheets is crazy all the time. She's nutty. That's the way she is. What are you going to do about it? It's the way she is. I, I can't stand that when someone says that to me. It's like, oh, it's just the way I am. Nah. It's like, no, but that's what my problem is, man. My problem is the way you are. So, like, I'm letting you know that you might need to adjust that. People seem to act like they tend to act like there's nothing I can do about it. This is the way I am. It's like, well, the only way to change somebody out of that mindset is to give them feedback, mm-hmm. right? And if that pushes them to the point of, killing their kids or killing themselves I hate to say it there's no control we have no control over that well it was probably gonna happen yeah some people get so high on the excuses in life I think that's a thing like you know like the guy that killed himself on Facebook live come on you're on Facebook live doing this you, you want the attention you don't you know you're not wanting to go away quietly yeah, yeah. I mean your mom's watching this it's a selfish act. Yeah, Suicide, a lot of people say, is a selfish act, and I disagree in, in a lot of cases. I, some people, If you go out in the woods, throw a tarp over your head, call 911 and say, hey, I'm doing it, here's where I'm at, blow your brains out, and they can wrap you up in that tarp and cart you away, no muss, no fuss, good for you, man. Uh, mission accomplished. But you're doing it on Facebook Live, or, or you're taking in on other people, like in this circumstance here, and, and, and punishing your daughters. Killing your daughters is a way to punish your significant other. I mean, it's extremely extremely heinous and, and selfish act some people what do you do with them the answer i don't know again some people will say like you need to see it coming you got to figure out ways to see it coming how can you see something like this coming how can you see a woman in a purple dress shooting her daughters in her freaking driveway out of nowhere yeah. uh, in 2016 the worst year on record yeah you can't see it coming it is true though she took two two pretty amazing people out of the world with her uh taylor the 22 year old she was on the way to being a professional artist, um, and she was paving that way with just countless hours of work as a teacher and in childcare. Um, and uh, she had graduated college, and she had a plan that she was executing pretty much to precision, according to her friends and those people around her. Not to mention, she was aiming at an upcoming engagement to her boyfriend, who she'd been in uh, dating for five years, and then. 17-year-old Madison, uh, she also had a love of children and was developing into quite a caring, loving woman as well, I guess. So, <sighs> That sucks, man. Yeah. It sucks. 
how about a uh, how about a happy ending? Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, that'd be good. All right. Hey, have you ever? Of a massage, long <laughs> massage here, man. Get to get to it. Roll over. <laughs> That's just cut <laughs> cut the shit. Hey, have you ever heard the term uh, eavesdropping? Yeah, of course. Yep. Do you know where it comes from? Never thought of it before. Eavesdropping, like the eaves, eaves on a house. Yeah. Drop. Wow. I don't know. Eaves. No, I don't know. I don't know. So it's actually one that surprisingly didn't get altered too much because back in the day, um, before it was an action, the the edges of the eaves where the the water would come off of the eave onto the ground. Okay. That was called the eaves dropping. Oh. That's where the eave dropped off, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then what we what people would say is if someone was close enough to your window that they could see or hear what was going on inside, that they were inside of the eavesdropping. And then it uh, got shortened to just, hey, they're eavesdropping. So Ah, uh, cool. Yeah, sometimes the English language makes sense. Yeah. yeah, as soon as you ask that question, I'm like, eaves, for sure, something about something about hanging. I, I was picturing a, like um, uh, the Golden State Killer formerly known as the original Night Stalker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to like peek into people's windows and stuff. And I always pictured him hanging off the gutter. Yeah. Peeking into the house, you know. <laughs> yeah. Creepy but stuff. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. Well, on this call, we find a woman named Jessica Eves uh, dropping to the floor. Oh, good. <laughs> so, Jessica... <laughs> like we didn't have enough... Like we didn't have enough uh, <laughs> jokes... <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. Jessica, she was three months pregnant with a baby. Good. Um, I guess that that's pretty much obvious, <laughs> right? Yeah. But oh gosh, sometimes who writes this stuff? Oh man. Yeah, she passed out on the floor, and her three-year-old called nine one one. Madeline Eves is the three-year-old. She remembered a song that her mommy had taught her just a week before, called Nine One One Green where Jessica taught Madeline how to press 911 on her BlackBerry and then hit the green button if there was ever an emergency. So the BlackBerry was Jessica's, not Madeline's. <laughs> yeah, you never know these you days. You never know these days. Uh, so let's listen to this call and see how Madeline does, and then we will judge her afterward on call quality, clarity, her knowledge of colors and songs and diction. Yeah. All right. We will do that. Okay. You ready for me to uh, hit play? I am. Okay, first, but if we have any ads, they probably go on right here because we got to pay the bills. All right, here we go. Hey, my mama found out. 911, what is your emergency? Um, my mama fell down. Okay, your mama fell down? Yeah. Okay, where are you at? Um, my house. Okay, do you know what your address is of your house? Uh, yeah. Can you ask your mommy what the address is? Yeah. Hello? Okay. Is your mom, can your mommy talk? No, she can't talk now. She's Is she laying down on the ground? Yeah. Okay. Do you know what your house looks like? 
What? What color is your house? Um, white. White? Okay, what kind of yeah. cars do you have in your driveway? Um, Hang on, Kevin, just a second. White. White cars in front of your house? I can't do something. Yeah, white car. Because I'm trying to get directions from the little girl. I only have one white car, and Donna has one black car. Okay. Okay. Daddy has what? Daddy has a, a big black car. Big black car? Okay. Head down Tipsy Road towards the city. Looks like they're on the north side of the road. And he has it. Between the pine and the road. The house is white. There's a big black car in the driveway. It has it. A black car in the driveway. He hasn't for a second a while. Okay, what color is mommy's car? Um, white. White? Mommy's car is white? Yeah. Is it a big car or a little car? Well, it's a big car. It's a big car also? Okay. Yeah, it's a big giant one. Okay. Do you have any dogs or anything in your yard? It's like, um, this big. Looks like it's going to be the north side of the road. And then it's that big. Yeah, it's that big. She's following. Your mother. So she can't ask for what's what the address is. No, no. Yeah. No. Okay, I'll just I'll just keep giving what I can no. give her. All right. No, no, ma'am. No. How old are you? Um, three. Three. Okay, you're gonna have to help me, so we can get the ambulance there to help your mommy. Okay. Okay. Can you go to the door? and turn on the porch light for the, so the ambulance can find the house? Yeah. Okay, and stay on the phone with me. Don't put the phone down, okay? Oh. What is your name? Uh, Natalie. Huh? Natalie. Natalie? No, Natalie. Oh, okay. Is that your baby brother? Do you have a baby brother? Did you turn on the porch light for me? What? Yep. Okay. You got the front door open? Not right now. Not right now? Okay. I'll let you know when to turn open up the front door. Okay? Okay. And we'll have to watch for the ambulance and you'll have to help me wave a man so I can come help mommy, okay? Help, Mama. Can your mommy talk? What? Can your mommy talk? Is she awake? Uh, no. She no, she's not awake. She okay. okay now. Go ahead. I've advised her to turn on the porch light. I'm gonna have her go to the door when you get close to the area and try to wave you all in. How old is this person? Three. Yeah. Claire, there's also another small child in the residence. Yeah, the sheriff's office that way, can you please? Claire, can you don't contact the sheriff's office and start that way? Okay. Okay. Can you? Okay. We're getting. We're gonna get you the help. Okay. We're gonna get you the help. Go. Go open your front door for me. Okay, well, go, go open your front door for me so we can listen for the ambulance to come. You'll hear the sirens. Okay? 
and contact your mother. Okay, did you go open the front door for me? Okay, I'm, I'm going to listen for an ambulance. Okay, go stand by the front door so we can listen for the ambulance and I can tell you to go outside and wave at them. Is that a black car? And a black, a white car in the driveway. I'm up for central. Okay, thank you. Okay, are you at the door so I can hear the ambulance? Okay, go to the door so I can listen to the ambulance. Listen for the ambulance. Okay. Are you at the door so I can hear the ambulance? Nadia? Are you still... Hey, can you talk to me? Can you talk to me? Okay, are you by the door? Are you okay? Okay, listen for the sirens. Do you know what the sirens sound like? No. Can you you listen for the sirens with me, okay? What's your mommy's name? What's your mommy's name? What was your name? My name's Shelly. What? My name's Shelly. Shelly? Shelly. What's your mommy's name? I don't remember that name. What's your mommy's name? I'm Melinda. Melinda? What do you know your last name? Um Melinda is this. Is what? And, and this is my mama and I'm the car. And I have new dog names maybe. Because her name is Cousin Named East. Oh. What, what's your last name? Um, M-A-D-E-L-I-N-S-B-E-L-E-N-J-O-E-S-A. Can you, can you tell me your last name again? What, tell me your last name again. Nadia? Hey, sweetheart, can you tell me your last name again? Go ahead. Okay, yeah. it's going to be a super problem between Billy Garden and Omini. Yeah, she's been. Claire, yeah. 834. She doesn't feel good. She, mommy doesn't feel good. Yeah. Mommy's sick. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. feel good. She doesn't feel good. That's right. And you're a very smart little girl for calling me so we can get her help. You are so smart. She's not feeling good. What's What's mommy's name? Is it Melinda? What? Yes. What's your last name? Um. Jessica Eve. Her name is Jessica Eve. 
Negative. I'm trying to get a name from her. Um, do you have your spelling yes, from Clear. Clear. I'm trying to find her to stay by the door so I can hear your sirens to have a go outside. Clear. So far, I can't hear your sirens through the phone. Okay. Can you do me a favor and go stand outside so I can listen for the sirens? Yeah. Okay, go stand outside for a minute. It'll be okay to leave mommy and brother alone for just a few minutes. We got we got to get the ambulance to help mommy, okay? Okay, see the ambulance? Central two, I can hear you very well. Yeah. Can you wave at them? Can you wave at them? Wave at him for me. Are you waving at him? Claire, you should have a small child at the door. Are you at the garage door? Hello? Hello? Nadia, talk to me. Sir, I know, and I can't get her to answer me. Okay. Affirmative, you're there. Hey, little girl. Nadia. Hello. Hello. You got. We're on scene. Okay, give me the address when you get a chance. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Well. Hmm. I love that. I feel happy. Yeah. I refreshed. That was, that was nice. <laughs> yeah, you know, I chose intentionally to not edit down that call for a reason because I thought it was important to show how much time goes by when a child, a three-year-old, is trying to give you directions. Also, <laughs> it's interesting because you think about all the things that she kind of didn't know how to respond to, like... <laughs> I liked it when the dispatcher said, do you know what your house looks like? And she said, what? <laughs> like what? it's a question, like it's a joke or something. Yeah. Hey, do you know what your house looks like? Right. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Because, uh, um, you know, at that age, they're not they're not wired to give information. They're wired to receive information. But I think mm-hmm. what's really interesting is, and this may be a functional part of training your child to call 911 when an emergency happens is, We've heard a lot of these calls where little kids call and they're totally calm. Yep. They're calm when they call because mm-hmm. in the process of training, they're convinced that this is this will fix mommy, this will fix daddy. So, you know, it's cool. Yeah. I think I think what happens too is like if the kid is is aware enough to uh, and and taught enough uh prepped enough to call 911 in the first place, they're probably a pretty competent kid. Yeah. So we're getting like these, these are exceptional children that, that end up calling number one. Uh, like I've said in the past, I mean, my I have a three year old. He's about to turn three. I can't picture him calling number one if I pass out. He'd probably think I'm just screwing around, <laughs> teabagging me with his little pull up diaper on my head, while I'm drooling all over the place. So yeah, I think we're we're getting a, a strange sample here. Even though she didn't do that great, and the call this three year old kind of blew it. Yeah, to be honest, she, she, she didn't do so. took her a long time. So it took forever. What's your house look like? Oh, it's a square with a hat on it. It's got <laughs> eyes. You mean windows? Yeah. Oh. I like. Oh. I like when the dispatcher says, "Is your mommy or daddy's car big?" 
Of course it is. Right. She's three. <laughs> it's the sign of a jetliner. Yeah. You know? Well, anyway, so as you can hear, she knew a song that helped her know how to spell her name. Mm. Uh, you hear that at one point. Uh, she asks her what her name is, and she sings out a little song that spells her name That's out. That's cute. Yeah. Amazing. So, Jack, uh, I've actually come up with a song to help you know how to spell your name. Are you ready to hear it? Yeah. All right. I'm Jack Luna. That's my claim to fame. J-A-C-K. That's my name. Uh, Okay, now you sing it. I'm not. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that. Please try it. No, I'm Jack Luna. No, I'm not doing it. No, you did. Oh, you're (laughs) doing it. It's good. J-A-C-K. My house is big. (laughs) Well, you work on it. Maybe the next episode, uh, you know, you'll you'll start the su- start the episode out singing that. Yeah, appreciate it. Anyway, everyone, learn how to sing your name, uh, and tell your kid how to sing their name, and their how to- we'll be better mm, for it. Sure, we'll have a bunch of kids calling nine one one for in- insignificant reasons, like like mom needs toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> they call nine one one. Yeah, mom says no one has toilet paper. <laughs> right, because it's the worst year ever. Yeah, the worst year ever. All right, man. All right, hey, hugs everyone. Hey, we can't thank you enough for listening to this podcast. Somehow, we seem to be building this weird family that can't get enough hugs. It means so much to us. Because of our supporters, we've been able to bring even more great stuff for your earballs. We know you've heard of what we think is the best $5 tier on Patreon. There, you get the Dark Calls podcast, live video stream chats with us, and other fun stuff like early bird previews of our new upcoming podcasts, like True Crime Kent. Check out the pilot episode now, over there. But we have also been able to create a whole new tier of content and goodies called Tier 13. In addition to all the $5 stuff, you get an exclusive podcast called Dead Time Stories, written and spoken as only the masterful Jack Luna can. Based on true events, these stories drop you into some riveting scenes, and then they rip you right out again before they can keep you forever. Also, on Tier 13, you get the free store. That's right, it's a free store. We're working hard to launch our store for everyone, and supporters at the $5 tier get a 25% off code that they can use anytime. And tier 13 supporters get a code that makes stuff free. That's right, any two items, every four months, you can come and just take it. Well, we'll probably ship it to you unless you're my neighbor, Gary. And Gary, if you're listening, I need my hoe back. So much thank yous to you, everyone. So much hugs.